nothing at all about Edward Olivares, the outfielder who was just acquired from the Royals for a minor leaguer. Stand in line and stand in a very, very long line. However, however, what if there happens to be a method to this, should we call it madness? No, how about cheapness? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. And I hope you'll check those out as well. Oliveris came from Kansas City with at least some semblance of hope for his own future. He's 27 years old, so he's not crazy old. He slashed 263, 317, and 452 with 12 home runs and 11 steals last season in Kansas City. And that was over 385 plate appearances, so it wasn't even a full schedule for him, really. Within that, he had an 857 OPS against left-handed pitchers. Sounds like there's something there that you could work with, right? If you just look at his base statistics, forgetting splits or whatever, if you just look at what he is at his root, he would have been like the Pirates' fourth best hitter in 2023. So even if you account for the fact that Andy Haynes will make him a worse hitter than what he was in Kansas City, he's still something of an improvement on what you had. But here's where it gets a little bit tricky. Because as I look at Rowdy Telez coming in at first base, and I look at Oliveris coming in for a corner outfield spot, and I look at the fact that there are still really nowhere near enough starting pitchers to even fill a major league rotation, I can't help but wonder if the Pirates might not just be trying something. Here it comes. Ready? Sit down. Smart. Now, they only have 26 spots on an active roster, just like everybody else. So there's only so smart or so ambitious you can get when it comes to platooning, when it comes to rearranging how you structure your overall pitching staff, meaning how many guys will be pure old school starters, how many will be just the opener plus someone who gets you through the second, third, or fourth innings, or who bridges you in some other way to get to the back of the bullpen, which you actually can trust. I'm not ready to give this front office that much credit, at least not in the moment. But I do believe that potentially there's something there to the concept. So if it doesn't happen in Pittsburgh, maybe it happens somewhere else. That if you say, listen, here's a different form of Moneyball. Here's a 2023 version of it. We can't afford this starting pitching. The economics of this game are so far out of whack, it's not even thinkable. I'm not agreeing with this. I'm just putting it out there. And at the same time, we don't feel that it's prudent to go and spend, I don't know, $20 million a year 
on a first baseman or a corner outfielder when we can basically recreate that same production out of two players. So let's say you think that Olivares is legit and his really healthy OPS against left-handed pitchers. And let's say in addition to that, that you think there's something more there from Josh Palacios. Now, Palacios didn't have splits that would blow anybody away. Uh, He was under 700 OPS against both righties and lefties, but he's a left-handed hitter. And if he were able to stick to facing pitchers from one side, maybe he could lock in. Maybe he could go on one of those tears that lasts longer than, you know, one dramatic afternoon. In which case, you would have yourself two players at baseball's minimum wage, splitting time in right field, coming up with the same kind of production that you would get from some, I don't know, 10 or $15 million guy. If it seems depressing that I have to put all of this into a money context, I will remind that we're talking about the pirates here. I can either get into fantasy land stuff or I can get into stuff that's more likely to happen. The pirates being cheap is always more likely to happen. Could you do the same thing with the pitching? I'll point out here that at the winter meetings in Nashville, Derek Shelton blurted out the term opener more than once. Now, he didn't commit to it. He didn't say we're only going to go with three conventional starters and then a whole bunch of bullpen games, but they are not adverse to doing that. We've seen that. They have no problem whatsoever with having, let's say, Bailey Falter go out there in the first inning against a bunch of lefties, meaning any other team's lineup, mow them down, Give the ball to somebody else. The catch is, how many of those guys would you need? How would you split up the innings? How would you give them appropriate rest? How would you account for what rest they need? In other words, you could Andre Jackson your way through the entire season. You know what I'm saying? Andre, and he told me this in Milwaukee. He said, I don't care when you put me on the mound. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care if it's the first inning or the ninth inning with bases loaded. I just don't care. Just give me the ball. And he showed that. He very much showed that tendency. He was unmoved by any situation that Shelton assigned to him. And good for him. But here again, I'm... I'm operating on the premise that the Pirates would do something that would be innovative and intelligent and stuff like that. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. 
Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Grady, who says, DK, when the Pirates were losing 100 games a year, didn't they say they were saving the money for when they would be competitive? And isn't Ben Charrington saying that they'll be competitive in 2024? So where's the money? Grady, no one associated with the Pirates has ever come right out and stated any such thing. I can tell you that unequivocally, because if they ever did... Believe you me, it would be a pretty big headline on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I've written myself at times, uh, once using a pretty glaring example that this team should be doing that. They should be accounting for money that's not spent in the rebuild years. And the example that I used was just having one mega-sized pig out by the Roberto Clemente statue that was impenetrable, couldn't be robbed, couldn't be whatever, that would just be filled with all this money so that the fans could see it and the fans could get excited about what might be coming in 2024, 2025. Huh? You like that? The pig? (laughs) Look, (laughs) this is the franchise we're dealing with here. I don't believe for a second that the Pirates struggled to pay the bills in the first part of this decade, even allowing for all the very real damage that COVID did to all professional sports franchises. And I do believe that they've profited above a reasonable level in that same period. So to hear Charrington say, as he did at the winter meetings, that payroll's going to go up as in higher than last year doesn't mean anything. What's worse, to see that the Pirates haven't actually done anything toward raising that payroll is, well, that's that much more damning. As I often say, don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. But yes, the answer to your question is yes. They, and specifically Bob Nutting, should be showing a dramatic, I believe, increase in payroll toward 2024. Or they could be honest, if this happened to be the case, that they don't believe in 2024, that, I don't know, the loss of all these pitchers and now Johan Oviedo with Tommy John and Andy Rodriguez, their starting catcher goes down to elbow surgery and all this stuff happens and we just no longer think that 2024 is the year. They're not going to do that either. They're not going to say that. Even if they believe it, they're not going to say it. So the answer is... Sometime between now and the middle of February, they need to get themselves some significant pitching. They need to get themselves two, two major league starters from other teams. Even if you presume that Marco Gonzalez is going to be in the rotation, and that's a pretty safe thing to say, you've got Mitch Keller and you've got, I don't know, three or four months of Paul Skeens, Max. What are you going to do with all these innings? If you're not going out and getting pitching, or you're just going to go and get yourself, you know, a whole bunch of 4A guys and just plug away, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
to go back to my opening segment, if you're going to play the game the way the other 29 teams play it, then go right ahead and play it. Sign some pitchers. If you're going to try things differently, then try things differently, like totally differently. But this somewhere in between and uh, it's just non-competitive. It's non-competitive. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I have no idea why you do, but we will have another one tomorrow regardless. 